On today's episode, I'll be talking to Josh Franks. Josh powerlifts at the collegiate level and during COVID started a moving business called MoCo Moving LLC. He gives great advice on practical approaches to business, negotiations, and marketing. Since COVID, the business has grown to well over six figures and even has a sandwich named after it at a nearby restaurant. Everybody, please welcome Josh. Hey y'all, I'm Chinmay Pingale, and this is the Young Money Podcast. Through my early adult life, I've always wanted to find a way to make money. As I go through college and the corporate life is awaiting around the corner, I continue wanting to find new hustles, which hopefully can one day take over a corporate job. The Young Money Podcast is for listeners who are looking for new, innovative ways to make money in a way that is feasible for young adults. If you think you or someone you know is making money in a way that people would be interested in hearing about, please email me at cmpingale at gmail.com. What's up, Josh? How are you? I'm good, man. How's it going? Pretty good. Thank you for coming on. How's the weather in Maryland? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, we, we've had some pretty, pretty heavy thunderstorms going oh, yeah? on the past couple of days so we just yeah. had one probably about 30 minutes ago Damn. got soaked a little bit but it's gone now so we're chilling yeah it's rainy here in new york too but it's like rainy here every other day do you do y'all get hot days like what what is the average hot day in maryland dude yeah it gets really really hot in the summer and then um around winter time it really gets cold yeah like winter time we'll get I mean, a couple of years ago, we got four or five feet of snow. That hasn't wow. happened in a while, but Jeez. recently we've had a couple of days in like the mid to high 90s, and that's, uh-huh. you know. Oh, that is pretty hot. <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> from Texas. That Yeah, that's definitely hot. Uh, yeah. Cool. So I have prepared a couple of questions, as I let you know before we started. Um, and I guess like a good place to get started is just kind of the very beginning of well, actually, let me first ask you to explain what it is that you do, like with Moco and like, like how it kind of got started. So I guess I'll start off with how it got started. Um, so I was almost like a foreman or like a pool supervisor for a, mm-hmm. a small company called Kensington Aquatics. And yeah. I know like most of your listeners probably don't know where Kensington is, but it's right outside of DC. Um, uh-huh. It's one of those suburbs. Lots of government people live here, you know, and commute or workers straight into DC. So mm-hmm. we managed four or five pools in that area. I was overseeing it and then uh, COVID hit. So when COVID hit, it was kind of like shit, you know, because I'm paying mm-hmm. for my own rent, um, tons of school associated expenses and yeah. part of my tuition. So, you know, and this is I at UMD, kind of uh, UMD, University oh, UMD, of Maryland. Sorry. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's all good. Um, people call it both, but mm-hmm. I uh, at this time actually went to Towson University, which is okay. it's not as good of a school, but it's all right, right outside mm-hmm. of Baltimore. I've, you've it. heard of Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, um, not not the greatest place to be flat out, but long story short, I was going there. COVID hits, I get sent home 
April, May runs around and I'm like, yeah, probably not going to go back to the pools to work. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know, I could just sort of start hustling around. Like, you know, my boss had had me go to the dump a few times in my truck and Mm -hmm. paid me pretty well for it. So I was like, you know, maybe if I try to advertise junk removal, I could make money just with like this bare minimum pickup truck I had. And yeah, from there, like I started with a batch of flyers. It was like maybe 200 printout flyers and uh-huh. that completely failed. Like I went around to my neighbors and got like one call really? for a refrigerator and it uh-huh. was just like shit. But, you know, I didn't really know much at the time and I just started looking up ways like how to get small businesses out. And I started with the Facebook page and started taking pictures, uh, mm-hmm. did a couple free jobs started learning about like Facebook ads and how you could sponsor Facebook ads for really cheap amounts of money. Um, From there, you know, I kept playing with it week to week and slowly just started getting more calls, but that's sort of how I got off the ground. Got it. it. So I guess like, that's super interesting um, that you mentioned like well, first, let me talk about the pool stuff a little bit. So this was, I'll just rapid fire a couple of questions. So this was while you were in college, correct? Like your freshman year? Right. Yeah. I started there when I was 16. Okay. Oh, so you've, so this was before college, like you've been yeah. working at it. Okay. And this was like, you were, you weren't running this operation. Someone had just, I guess, hired you to help overlook it. So I started off as a lifeguard and I kind of was just like, a lot of the kids there were like completely just like getting high and like not taking their job seriously. <laughs> okay. Like it's yeah a summer lifeguarding job. But I was like, mm-hmm. Hey, if I like just kind of put my head down and like learn how this stuff works, I could get paid more. So that's what yeah. I did. And like a year or two, I was working like 50, 60 hour uh, weeks when they really needed people, you know, wow. at the end of the summer. And yeah, they put me up to the supervisor in like a year and a half. And then it was just kind of all on me. Got it. Got it. No, that's super cool. So it seems like you've kind of always had like this, like knack for like just making money. Like, is that, and I guess there were expenses you had to pay too. So that, that kind of motivated you. Okay, cool. So let's say, so you began this like flyer thing. Like what made you want to start with like just printing out flyers or were you like, that's how I've seen it done. So I'll try to. Yeah, I mean, I always got like the super nice expensive. Well, I didn't realize they were expensive until I started uh-huh. trying to buy them. But like the, you know, the little postcards you get yeah. in the mail from yeah. like the yeah. landscaping companies. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, I could go to CVS and print like 200 of these for $20. Yeah. So that's what I did. And it just. Was it know, $20? Like, yeah, it was. I oh, mean, it wow. was cheap back okay. then. <laughs> It sounds funny to say that because yeah. it was like three years ago, but <laughs> yeah, back then it was cheap. Mm, cool. Um, and so that didn't work. So let's talk, this Facebook thing is super intriguing. Um, so you, was it like originally you just began like joining na- like neighborhood communities or like, what were you, like, what were you doing on Facebook when you first got on it for like your like junk removal company? So, yeah, it was, uh, it was Facebook communities and, I just wrote out a message. It was like super simple and not well punctuated. Like my writing mm-hmm. skills now are way higher than they were yeah. before, but I kind of yeah. just wrote like, hello everybody. Like my name's Josh Franks. I'm from Rockville, Maryland. And I, me and my friend, we got 
our jobs taken out. Mm-hmm. You guys are sitting at home staring at stuff you don't want. Like, yeah, give us a call. We'll come take it. Interesting. And, you know, so, that ended up working well. So. so we can get into that. But before I ask about that, like, did these like whatever uh, Facebook like community organizers like I know I, I don't know like admins I don't know the right word did they just let you like advertise because I know there's like usually on like online communities there's a bunch of rules against like advertising on certain communities did you just ask them or did you just post it like how'd that go yeah it's interesting that you asked that because I ran into a lot of a lot of trouble like with people getting mad at me but I had mm-hmm. to make it really clear that I actually was like a kid from that neighborhood because then it's like if you talk to the owner yeah and you send like a personal message and you're nice like they're not gonna say they're not gonna say no it's like yeah just like schmoozing Mm -hmm. people along yeah sometimes helps agreed um okay so you said it did well like what was the turnout like how did you like what did you say and like how many customers were you starting to get before you started doing facebook ads so we'll like talk about that separately but just in terms of putting it in communities like when you say it went well like how like what did that turn out to be so i mean it's not like i made like tons of money off these mm-hmm. little facebook posts but it was enough to get me lifted off the ground um and what i did when i first started doing these jobs is i was like super not in people's faces i don't want to say that to give mm-hmm. like the wrong impression but i was super i was super direct with people and i was like hey like we're new like you saw we i think you looks like you were satisfied like Mm -hmm. if you were please leave a review like that is the most helpful thing you can do because facebook what happens is you know if someone leaves a review on your page a lot of the times it'll actually post to their page too oh really that that sort of created like a rebound effect Uh uh-huh and then it got me to like a hundred followers and maybe like 200 total jobs. In like wow. Okay. A month and a half. Jeez. So it was great. That's insane. Uh, first start. Okay. Yeah. So that first job, so you have like your, I think you got, I forgot what word you said. It was like a janky truck that you had. Um, like, what was that like? Like, so it was just you and your buddy, you walked in, like what junk is usually asked to like be removed? Like at least early on, what like type of junk were you doing? How would, like what was the operation there yeah you know it's funny because um we like we hadn't ever walked into a situation like this so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like we just had to pretend like we had done this a hundred times because we don't Uh want the person who we're doing our first (laughs) job for to know it's our first job but luckily we pulled up and it was just a garage and inside of the garage there was just a refrigerator Uh and we had a little furniture dolly and we just put it on and kicked it in the truck and i was like yeah i just made a hundred dollars in 30 seconds you know where do you usually drop it off just like a city wide like trash area or something like that yeah so that's an interesting question too because uh yeah there is like a dump where you pay um you pay money like they weigh you in throw your stuff out and then they weigh your empty truck but recently to cut down on costs and actually like make it like a part of my branding on my website oh. is like, we're trying to donate and recycle everything. Okay. Even scrap metal I got into, there yeah. was a, yeah. a job I had where I actually took a lot or a significant percentage of the job mm-hmm. on scrap because it was all filing cabinets, but 
really? things like that um we try to do to promote like a green image yeah but otherwise yeah it's all just that countywide transfer station Got it. where Got it. they take the trash to another place at mm-hmm. um have you ever thought of like potentially like things that people want to get rid of that still has value of like reselling it or do you kind of just strictly just like throw it away so i have done that a couple times okay nice the major uh issue i've had well i haven't ran into but i don't want to ran to Mm -hmm. or run into is a lot of the people who contact me for work yeah are people who try to like use those avenues first okay, and I yeah, don't want them to sell sense. something to yeah. me and then have like a ping dad on their Facebook that's account true. like two days that's later. Good, that's a good call out. Yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned Facebook ads. Was this like a big part of your business? Would you say now? Yeah. So we do primarily moving now actually. Okay. Um, which like switching my, my, uh, my reputation from a junk removal company to a moving Mm -hmm. company was like strictly off Facebook ads and taking pictures like precisely of what we do. And then maybe I pump like 25 to $50 a week max into those Facebook ads. And like every time I put one out, I know I'm safe to get at least like two or three jobs out of it. So, I mean, it pays for itself. Wow. So, okay. I didn't, sorry. I didn't know that y'all switched over to like moving. Like you're talking about like houses. Like if I want to move down like to neighboring city, like y'all will come and help. Yeah. We've done moving for like a year and a half. Um, how long did you do Florida? Junk? Like how long did you uh, do junk removal for? We still, we still do it, but uh-huh. we realized, um, which this is like a whole nother story in itself. So I don't want to like sidetrack too much, but I got a guy who worked for a really big moving company to come like work for me almost Uh as a foreman. Yeah. And he started like teaching these guys how to really like wrap furniture properly. Got it. Like pack trucks and do all Uh this stuff. Cause it's honestly a lot harder than you would think to really like do it in a professional manner, but it's a luxury service, you know? So people Mm -hmm. are willing, people who want to pay for moving usually aren't like, Hey, I'm going to pay for some guy to, throw my stuff in this truck for like yeah, 200 bucks yeah. you know but interesting so you like what was the kind of the timeline so how long was your primary business junk removal like x amount of time and then you said i guess you've been doing moving for like a year and a half now yeah so we've been around for about just over i would say like two years and three months now nice. cool two years three four months and mm-hmm. that means we must have switched over at like nine ten yeah, months like yeah, in january yeah. of 2021 okay interesting okay cool so with with the ads thing sorry sorry i know i'm jumping around but with the oh, ads thing um is this like you just have like kind of a picture infographic type of thing you pay facebook 50 bucks and then it like pushes it out for you or did you ever have to like tweak with the facebook algorithm like which specific areas you wanted to focus on and stuff like that Yep. That's, that's where things really got good for me. It was like Mm -hmm. learning how to manipulate those specific types of ad targeting. You can do like all types of uh, special categories. You can go by gender, age, town, you can do their interests, you know, certain Mm -hmm. like things that they follow. Um, But yeah, those, 
specific demographics really, really have helped me. Nice. Yeah. I won't ask for the specific breakdown because I want to keep your company competitive, but was there like a specific thing that surprised you that you like decided to switch with those algorithms and it like helped you? Or like, was there anything like, what was kind of the learning lesson when you started tweaking with that, that like, because I think Facebook ads is one of those things that isn't just helpful in this industry, but honestly, a lot of industries. Oh yeah. What would you like tell someone who knows that Facebook ads can help, but like hasn't fully like done it? Like what, like, is it, was there any advice or takeaways you could give? So straight off the bat, I'll tell you right now, Instagram ads are not nearly as effective as Facebook ads for like really? the type of market i'm trying to reach right uh -huh. so i know like straight off the straight off the nose yeah no one under sense. the age of 25 is yeah. gonna hire me for moving just because like you know they don't have the money and like mm -hmm. odds are they have some guys they can give pizza and beer yeah. so i need to hit like 30 to 70 year olds and those people just mm -hmm. camp straight mm -hmm. on facebook um that is probably like the most valuable thing I could say is just like know who you're trying to target age-wise yeah. and consider the fact that your parents just aren't on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. You know? Like it's just. That's a good point. No, that's, that's really good. Um, So would you said like you would put 50 bucks on Facebook and you'd get like, I think you said like two to three jobs for like a regular moving job on average. What do you think like you're charging and like what expenses or you don't have to go through the expense breakdown, but what do you have to pay for on your end? So when I say two to three jobs, that's like, that could be junk removal or moving. Okay. But it more so, I find it more valuable because it contributes to like this everlasting like web of people yeah. in Montgomery County that like know who I am. Uh -huh. um, so I Agreed. see that it has like a multiplying effect, if that makes sense. But mm -hmm. probably most of my jobs are word of mouth at this point. Um, but yeah, so like for expenses, you've got uh, trucks. Mm -hmm. So you either have to, if you want to buy a box truck, like say you're starting a moving business, you're either going to have to shell out 60000 or you're going to have to start moving with U-Haul like I did. Uh -huh. So, I mean, like I had a pickup truck, but I didn't have like a $60,000 yeah. truck. Yeah. So, you know, that's like, okay, you got to be resourceful and go to U-Haul. Uh -huh. You pay for that. You've got plastic wrap, uh, mattress bags, TV boxes, um, tape, you know, little, mm -hmm. little accessories like that. And then obviously the labor is like the real killer. Um, yeah. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of expenses. Would you like, was there any like expensive mistakes or like lessons you've made that you can like recall and you're like, dang, that kind of sucks. But like, I did learn a lot. Yeah, I can definitely uh, be the first to admit that I had this one job where like I was removing tons of bricks. Like when I say tons, I mean like physical weight in tons of bricks uh -huh. oh. <laughs> out of this person's garage. And this was like, probably like somewhere around like job, like 150 to 200. Uh -huh. And keep in mind, all this happened so fast, like the beginning, because everyone was sitting at home during COVID. And I think like, we just hit that time. So things were happening like faster than I could really react and learn mm -hmm. to them. So I pulled up to this job and I bid it to be like, I think like $700, right? Uh -huh. And 
somehow I only lost like 50 bucks on it because I was there like hustling and throwing bricks into this truck. Uh But I just realized like I was way too tired at the time when I looked at the stuff. Like I wasn't in like a judgment space to make decisions. Uh I made the mistake of giving the guy the price like right there, like 15 minutes later, which you just never do. You always go home and think about it. Okay. And I didn't think about the weight of the bricks, which is why mm-hmm. I ended up losing money is because there were eight tons of bricks in that garage wow. and I paid wow. $60 a ton. Uh-huh. So I lost like 40 bucks, but I was like, dude, I'm never going to fucking lose money on that again. <laughs> like I, it's done now. <laughs> Jesus so. Christ. You yeah. moved eight tons of brick. Was this like by yourself? Or are you hiring people to help move it? I had two people to help yeah. move, but a little secret that you learn when you're in moving is that no one moves as fast as like the guy who's taking the profit. Yeah, that makes sense. Wants to get out. Yeah. So I was probably moving like 1.5 times the rate the other guys were. If we're being honest. Wow. You push them, but I mean, like, no one's gonna have that kick like uh-huh. you when you're losing 40, 50 bucks. So which would you say lot, the, but... Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> after doing all that labor. Yeah. It probably stings. Um, yeah, it sucks. So I guess that's like something like the main lesson there was like just understanding, like taking a step back and evaluating like all the different variables and considerations before you take a job. That's really interesting too. I think the kind of next point I want to like look at is like the growth aspect of it. So you, how long ago was this brick thing? Cause you said this was probably a job like 150 to 200. Like what, like what count are you at now? If you don't mind sharing. I'm at like something like 15 to 1600. Oh, wow. And this yeah. has been going on for like two years now. Is this yeah. like, have you learned any lessons on like negotiation? Like I'm, I'm sure there's people who are like negotiating with you. Like, are there any things that you think work? for the customer or if not that like has like lessons you've learned in terms of like the proper way to negotiate while like obviously staying respectful and like winning business yeah man um so like i've noticed that a lot of people when they try to tell you that they got a price from another company and it's like just doesn't seem right to you they're they're 90 percent of the time oh, lying yeah and yeah. you need to be able to basically rebute that or refute it in a night in a really nice way like you Mm -hmm. can't be like i don't believe you like you obviously can't say that Uh but you need to say like does this guy have insurance like Uh are these guys gonna do it as well as my guys and you know like these are the expenses i'm paying to get this job done Mm -hmm. like you need to make it obvious in their face like they're getting what they're paying for a lot of the times they're just throwing numbers out and, mm-hmm. you know, I find that most of the time when I break down my expenses to them a little better, they completely respond and are just like, yeah, you're right. Like you got the job. Interesting. What would you say there's like anything specific that tends to work? Because I've heard like, like over my years through business school, just like in general talking to people, I've heard like, oh, you should always like lowball it or like other people say you should always ask them to get the number first. Like, honestly, like what do you think has just been like made you be like, okay, yeah, like I'll give you this job, even though like I wanted more. Oh, you mean like what uh, helped me change people's minds the most? No, like what, 
helps them change your mind like on oh, like, what the client side yeah mind. like what is there anything specific like whether they're super nice or like they're just super honest with you that's what i would think but like was there anything from your perspective that you're that tends to work um in those negotiation tactics so i would say the first thing and like this is just so so objectively true anytime that you see a customer that's like very nice but clearly like horrendously disadvantaged like I think last summer I had a job for a lady um who had like three kids and no wow. husband uh-huh. and at the end of the job she was just like sweating bullets and I could see like her expression like uh-huh. Shit, how am I gonna afford this and I was like all right like did you think we did a good job today and she was like still very nice I was like okay take $200 off, just write me a review, like, mm-hmm. fine. You yeah, know? yeah. Situations like that, but in the terms of, like, actual negotiation, I kind of think of it like this, like, how much are they taking off, and is that still going to leave me comfortable profit, and yeah. how much of a headache yeah. are they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and I commend you for, um, like, helping that lady out. That's, that's actually, that's super nice of you. Um And I think that's just like kind of goes to say, like, I think you are a very local business, especially with the type of industry you're in, you're, you, you kind of have to be local. And it's like nice seeing that you're actually doing something to help your community out. And like, have you seen any like thing, like, are there certain things you think you've done or your business has done well, that's like helped out the community um, in that way? Or is there anything like you hope to do in the future? Um, yeah, so we actually sponsor a little league team, which is oh, like yeah? the first thing I can think of off my bat. Uh-huh. So we paid for their jerseys and we got a banner on their fence uh, nice. right outside of DC. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, just the whole like, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate this, the whole like ecosystem responsibility thing. Mm-hmm. um mainly in trying to recycle and donate yeah because all the stuff that donate uh to this store gets sold and those profits profits you know mm-hmm. get yeah. sent back out to people in need so that's really the main the main impact we yeah. try to have no i i definitely agree like both those things are really cool especially like you taking that step like that extra step to like recycle and donate i think that's like honestly an amazing way to give back and and still conduct the business you're doing at a high level um the next question i have is like growth so you said i think you're at like 1600 or you've had 1600 jobs up to this point what do you think i could see why this would be like kind of a domino effect because once people know who you are it's going to be like a lot of word of mouth and it grows itself do you think that was like the single like greatest contributor to your growth or was there something you added on that you think really helped like a local business or you could recommend to any local business, even if it's not just junk or moving? Yeah. So I think it's really like, yeah, like, like you said, I, I know that there's like a lot of money in my County and I knew like MoCo junk removal was just going to be, marketable to this web of people that mm-hmm. stays here and doesn't go so that was like kind of my thought yeah. and it's just like you know if you sit in there long enough you almost don't even have to like i could probably stop marketing right now and i would still be 
completely fine with getting jobs. Obviously, you know, I keep doing it, but I think just like overall, more importantly, it's just, if, if you enter an industry and you're not like, there's no reason for someone to use you don't overvalue yourself when you start, you know, yeah, that yeah. really hurts people Interesting. that and just, uh, being nice to people and being punctual. Like a lot of people are just very rude. So if you're nice to people, they think you're God for some reason. agreed especially when you're near dc i feel like a lot of Yeah. people are Everyone's an <laughs> asshole. So, yeah I mean, you just gotta be somewhat nice and you'll sell stuff. yeah i bet i mean it's probably true with new york too but actually new york people everyone i thought that coming in and people were way nicer than i thought they would be um but are there any other marketing channels outside of facebook and word of mouth that you use today Oh uh, yeah. So I recently did some experimenting with road signs, which was like, interesting seems like a basic thing, but yeah um, it didn't hit as well as I would have liked. really I think it's good more for not direct sources of calls, but mm -hmm. more so for just establishing that like community presence of like, Hey, I, I I'm around here. And I guess technically that little league thing I did, And then also I do have a signature sandwich at this oh really <laughs> popular neighborhood deli named after my business, which That's insane. That's yeah, crazy. it's, it's been cool, but it's surprisingly, <laughs> apparently they sell like over 150 a week now what? and I've gotten a lot of calls from it. Wow. That's like the, that's the craziest marketing I've ever heard. That's the coolest marketing like I've Yeah. ever heard. Thanks man. How'd you get that? Uh, so I've gone to that deli. Like if you ask Jacob, um, Uh-huh. you know, I guess for the people listening, I know him through my friend, Jacob, they work Yeah. at the same place. Yeah. Jacob will tell you like, yeah, Izzy's Deli and Bagelry. It's right Mm -hmm. in our neighborhood. Basically, you know, we all go up there, get breakfast sandwiches and just Like, did you everyone. buy it out? Like, did you like pay them or was it like you ate like a bunch of food and then they just gifted it to you? Or like, how'd you get a sandwich named after you? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of sidetracked, No, but you're uh, good. Uh, I've gone there since I was like three. So they've always known me and they come wow. in seeing me wearing these shirts and they're like, what are these moco moving shirts you always have? And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing moving and junk removal a while. And they're like, oh, I saw you on Facebook the other day. Can you do a job for me at my house? So I did a couple of jobs for them. And I'm like, the fourth job, I'm finally like, Lee leaves the owner. I'm like, Lee, look, I'm like, I think it would be a great idea if you gave me a signature sandwich and I gave you a $150 discount on this job. What? So <laughs> oh I just my gave god. him a discount um, and he gave me a sandwich and <laughs> the Jesus sandwich I Christ. made is like that classic New York city corner store, like hash Brown Yeah. meat, egg and cheese on a bagel. Oh my god. And I literally just said, let's sell that. And like, everyone loves it and it it wasn't there before so it it Wow. kicked right off so You got a sandwich for a $150 discount. That's that's crazy. yeah it Jeez. was a really good move That's really cool. That's that's marketing genius right there. I feel like that does bring out like that's a really good idea. And I feel like if someone at home or like a listener or whoever like has something that's very local, that could be like an amazing way to get the name out there. Like I would admit like I would have never thought of that. That's insane. Um, that's really cool. Um, I guess one thing I'll say is 
I'm like a business major at the University of Texas and I've always been like super interested in business and that's why I mean obviously I even reached out to you for this I think it's like amazing and it's really cool that you started your own business and I think like in the corporate world that I'm kind of beginning to get in with like my internship and stuff personally I'm doing like a, a form of consulting at the bank and consulting is like a bunch of PowerPoint slides that's like super shiny at the end and then you present it to an executive and from the very start of like my internship, I had this concern that was like, if the executive points at me and is like, okay, now you have to go execute this. I'm worried me as well as the rest of my team can't go and actually execute it. And so I want to applaud you on like your ability to execute on this idea and start this business. Because I know that even despite everything you said, there's probably like thousands of other variables you've had to work through, like think about like, because starting a business in theory sounds super easy, but when in actual practice, it must be really difficult. So I'm wondering, yeah. like, what do you think is like the biggest business lesson you've kind of learned or you would tell someone else, like whether that's advice or just like a realization you've had through starting a business like ground up? Yeah, man. Well, thanks for the kind words. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely just be careful with like how much you think you are and how much you think, you know, like mm -hmm. you can learn from the old homeless man on the corner. Like he yeah. might tell you something and it might snap off like some realization of something you need to do better, especially, you know, like um, you said, you're coming from the corporate world. I'm yeah. trying to like minimize my ownership in my business so I can still make passive income off of it. Uh -huh. And I have an, uh, a pending interview with, you know, like business analyst interview with Capital One. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like you said, like commend me on the execution, but a lot of the stuff uh, that you guys do is like the most important stuff. And yeah, I think so. that, <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. And it's really hard to understand. And I think that in my early like time of, of being in business, I just thought like, Hey man, like this isn't that, that complicated. Like I'm just going to pick some stuff up and like mm -hmm. throw it in the truck. But in yeah. reality, like you, you kind of have to have like a small understanding at least, mm -hmm. at least of all that stuff. So yeah, pay attention kids. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's my, that's yeah. my advice. And I think uh, one other thing I would just extract, like, is like you did, you failed early and quickly which was actually a good thing like with that like you sending out flyers and it didn't work the key part was that you kept going and I think a lot of people and I've been guilty of this too when something doesn't work they tend to kind of leave it there and drop everything but I think if you just like try a little bit harder like continue through that like adversity like something can like amazing can come come out of it I guess like the same way you did um so that's one thing I'll mention. And then the last kind of like random side, like uh, question I had with starting a business that is working with like several different clients, were there any legal complications? Not like in terms of like, oh, someone's going to sue someone, but like just contracting laborers, like getting jobs or is this like, I, is it kind of like more of like, oh, like a cash exchange, which like reduces a lot of the friction of like the legal, like banking side of it yeah so um you know obviously i had to start an llc mm -hmm. uh to get everything off the ground 
and I have insurance. Okay. I'm very, Yeah. I would say like a lot of the stuff you can get for starting a business, like I'm talking like I would consider myself a small business. Anyone in your world would consider me a small business. So like, I don't want to offend anybody by saying that like their dad who's making 800K a year has a small contracting business. But any small business, when you're first starting, I think it's best to just worry like about like getting some type of something off the ground, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said. yeah. And then, you know, you do have to be careful constantly because even like, you know, for moving, if I nick someone's floor the wrong way, Mm -hmm. they could say it was me and it, and maybe like, it wasn't me. Maybe it was Mm -hmm. the guy who came in and fixed their fridge two weeks ago, Yeah. but there's always, it's always like stepping on thumb, uh, thumbtacks to some extent. Yeah. But I would say when you're first getting started, try not to overthink things, Mm. just get the bare minimum of what you need and just go with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 definitely seems like it would it would be true. Um but yeah, those were kind of all my questions. This has been like a super, super interesting interview, and I'm really glad we could get it done um before it got too late and everyone got busy. At this point, I usually ask the guests, like, if you want to plug anything, whether that's obviously your business, like the contact for it, your own socials, parting advice, whatever it is, now's your chance. yeah i mean um if you want to check out my instagram page it has like a link to my facebook my email my phone number pretty much everything it is just instagram at M-O-C-O, which spells out MoCo Moving LLC. So MoCo Moving LLC on Instagram is just my page. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man, of course. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yep. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Young Money Podcast. If you yourself or someone you know would be interested in coming on speaking on this podcast, please email cmpingale at gmail.com and I'll be more than glad to see what I can do.